0: Welcome to your Digital Mentor Podcast. Um, Coming to you from the Welcome Genome Campus, I am Dr. Alice Matimba, and with me is our esteemed guest, Dr. Martin Doherty. Um, Welcome, Martin. Um, Oh, thank you, Alice. It is indeed an honor to have you on our podcast, and I'll let you introduce yourself shortly. So in this episode, and following our podcast themes of mentoring and career development, we will discuss a relatively new mentoring phenomenon. Uh, Well, it's more new to me, but I guess. Uh, more familiar to many others already. Uh, So we'll be discussing reverse mentoring. Previously in our our, uh, episodes, we've had just more like interview style, but this episode will have a slightly different format, uh, presenting a conversation between myself and Martin about our experiences in a reverse mentorship um, uh, program that we've we've been uh, running over the last couple of months, uh, where I was actually Martin's mentor and he was my mentee. So um, to put this in context, we should probably introduce ourselves, right, Martin? And I say, you go first.
1: Yeah, no problems. Thanks, Alice. Um, Yeah, so I'm Martin Doherty. I'm Chief Operating Officer of the Wellcome Sanger Institute and the Wellcome Genome Campus. And basically, I have the pleasure of leading all of our kind of senior operational leadership team. And that's from you know all the kind of basic business operations through to the operation of campus, um, all the way through to uh, oversight of scientific operations. Um, and I've got uh, I'm blessed to have the most amazing group of senior leaders that uh, that are helping running the institute, running the campus. Um, and that's that's the role that I have at the institute.
0: I'll introduce myself. So I am Alistair Timber, and I am the overseas courses manager. I'm uh, responsible for uh, development of courses that we run in Africa, Asia and Latin America coming from the Wellcome Genome Campus and as part of the Connecting Science uh, program of advanced courses uh, where we focus on training development and professional development for uh, researchers and healthcare professionals. One of the reasons why I happen to be sitting here with Martin is because we decided to To, uh, you know, give a a bit of a spiel about our um, reverse mentoring, Uh, we started a couple of months ago, and I think some of you might be wondering what is reverse mentoring, and I will let Martin take a lead on answering this question because he's the one who invited me to, to, you know, to, to this program and i did the smart thing of agreeing because why would you refuse uh turn down an invitation to mentor your coo right uh so martin uh, (laughs) thanks i have to admit that was the first time i heard about the reverse mentoring and uh from you and so when you recruited me uh would you like to explain what what is reverse mentoring
1: yeah no absolutely um i'll just give a bit of background as well so um over the last 12 months or so, I've been doing some uh, some personal development, some quite intensive personal development, actually. It's, um, it's, it's basically a, a stakeholder-centred kind of feedback and feed-forward process, um, and I've been working on two or three aspects of my leadership with respect to that with colleagues at the Institute, you know, in scientific, in, op- in sort of management operations, etc., uh, with scientists and with people that, that, that lead on operations and with my coach down in London, Jonathan Bowman Perks. And so I've been thinking a lot about my own personal development. And a long time ago, I mean, literally sort of 15, 20 years ago, um, I had a conversation with a consultant. Um, and what he said to me has always kind of stuck in my mind, which is the higher you, you kind of go up in an organisation, the less you actually know about the nuts and bolts of how it operates and you're therefore much more reliant on the people around you to give you that honest feedback and uh, earlier this year i you know we've been doing quite a lot of of work at the institute around equality uh, diversity and inclusion um all related to sort of Athena Swan, but lots of kind of policy development, lots of things that we've been thinking about at the Institute. And we also have been doing some, um, some uh, development work with an organisation called Frost Inclusive. Um, and that, that, that is about, you know, understanding our position around equality and diversity. So there were lots of threads coming together that, that got me thinking. And, and I'd, I'd come across uh, reverse mentoring as, as part of those conversations. What I really liked about the concept of, of reverse mentoring is you get to see, you know, the organisation through somebody else's eyes and it's somebody who is a bit more junior in the organisation and with reverse mentoring, they often say the best thing to do is is find somebody that is different from you um, and has a different background, has different perspectives and, you know, is brave enough to step up to the mark like you have, Alice, and and you know, engage in the conversations that we've had, which I'm sure we'll get into a bit of detail. And really it was, it was just finding someone uh, where, you know, the chemistry worked, where they would be willing to kind of, you know, share their experiences and give me, you know, those insights, you know their kind of personal insights, if you like, to the organisation. All of that then this year was flavoured with a number of different things. You know, obviously with the pandemic, and then in the middle of the year, uh, the issues of, of Black Lives Matter. Um, you know, uh, equality, diversity are absolutely kind of central to how I operate um, and how I think. So when Alice kind of volunteered in reality, uh, rather than <laughs> me kind of recruiting her, you know, she started to have some conversation. Alice started to have some conversations with people around the organization about Black Lives Matter. And really, that's kind of how we connected, really. Um, uh, You reached out to to the director and to a few other people in the organisation. And you and I had a conversation. And really, it kind of developed from there, I think, really. Um, And I think we've had, you know, very positive engagement since then.
0: Yeah, I I completely agree. I mean, it's it's definitely was a a bit of a brave (laughs) thing to do. Um, I might not have done this other times, but I think... Uh you know when you have that calling, when you have that feeling that this is this is the right thing to do, this is the right thing to start having those conversations um with people high up there and I'm so glad that you open up for you know to to hear from us to hear my voices, my voice being the voice of many others and um and i'm I'm really pleased uh that you know we've we've actually achieved quite a lot, and I guess we'll cover a bit more of that later um and I think one of, one of the things that I mean just to add to to martin's um, point about how why this reverse mentoring approach is 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 really um quite quite beneficial um I thought of it as you know creating that uh, culture of cross organizational change where you you can you know exchange at all levels at all you know we have various disciplines in the institute um you know and 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 engage in topical issues um where you know you you use that to have more understanding of how people think people from the different disciplines different departments different levels how they're thinking how they work uh and how all the different actions are interconnected you know from all the different teams and, and so forth. I've really enjoyed uh, this, um, you know, th- this uh, interaction. We kind of like jumped on the bandwagon of, you know, talking about uh, you know, racism and Black Lives Matter and those kinds of things. So what were your expectations, actually? What what did you, th- did you have any expectations to start? <laughs> were, you, were you just exploring this to see, you know, how it would go?
1: I think it's fair to say that um, I- both of us kind of came into this with quite an open mind, actually, um, and I think that was that was kind of part of of what helped at the very start. You know, we didn't necessarily come with preconceived ideas of, you know, what we'd get out of it, what the outcomes would be. We just, uh, you know, it was quite a natural process. I think a lot of it was about developing the trust between us. Um, uh, and being able to kind of you know talk about these things openly and that that takes a little bit of time and I think uh you know having the right chemistry between us and developing that sense of trust was really important at the very start and Then it became clear, I think over our first few conversations what what I was going to get out of this um, and it you know it became clear that just understanding your experiences your perspectives, uh, you know, were, were going to kind of change the way I think about these things. Um, another, and I think we spoke about it at the time, another lens that um, uh, that I was kind of, you know, thinking and observing, thing, you know, the Black Lives Matter issues is that, you know, I am a special constable. I am a police officer um, and I am, you know, trained in kind of controlling riots and and actually, that that gave me, uh, you know, a particular set of perspectives. And actually, through our conversations, you know, you you challenged that thinking and made me really, you know, stretch my thoughts, uh, you know, quite significantly um, as part of our dialogue. And quite often, you'd you'd send me some homework, which was really helpful. You know, some of the <laughs> some of the videos you sent me, some of the documents that we kind of discussed. Consequently, I think was a was a, a natural process so, you know we kind of didn't design it like that but it kind of really helped our dialogue and and helped my thinking as well to be honest.
0: And I think that was part of you know the the, the fun part which was I would I would give you some homework and things to, <laughs> yeah. to look at before the next meeting. Um, I mean I you did the same to me too I mean I also had a chance you know it, it kind of also gave me a chance to reflect and openly discuss what I was thinking what I had been maybe experiencing for a long time without getting that audience that would hear me out. So amongst, you know, amongst sort of like, you know, the, the, what could it say, like our community, say, as a black woman from Africa, um, obviously these are these are things that we talk about, you know, with other black women as well. Um, but I never had a chance to talk about these things openly and freely to other people, you know, like yourselves and um and uh, so it helped me to reflect on how, you know, how some of these things that we always push to the back of our minds and you kind of have to, you know, you learn to to live with uh, some of the experiences and how that actually in the end affects your personal and career development um, and even your mental health. But then we, you know, we we tend to, um, you know, just live with it. So it was a, a very um, exciting opportunity to to open up and to be talking to a different audience than, you know, sort of like talking amongst ourselves about these issues and these problems and bringing that awareness to yourselves and hopefully and obviously within the organisation. And some of the, you know, some of the discussions that we had, you know, just around the initiatives that are ongoing in, in, in you know, on campus in terms of, um, you know, the organisation, the culture. You mentioned earlier that at the beginning of the year, You've been looking a lot more into these things, you know, how to um, improve the culture. So, I mean, the environment is great, you know, where we work is great, but it can be even better, right? Absolutely. Uh, so some of those initiatives on behaviours, EDI, um, you know, it it was, I think it was timely, right? I mean, it was a really a timely, um, you know, interaction for us.
1: No, I agree entirely. And, uh, you know, the interesting thing, Alice, is that... Um, you know, I can read any number of books, um, uh, you know, to kind of understand, you know, the impact of racism or being a woman in science or, you know, the concept of intersectionality and all that, how have these things kind of come together to, to kind of shape lives. But it's not until you actually spend a little bit of time talking to somebody who's kind of experienced these sorts of things, you know, so you you really have kind of, brought that to life for me in a way that um, you know I've never kind of experienced before because I've just not had the opportunity to talk to somebody like that Um,
0: yeah and that was one of the reasons
1: I was really excited about you know the things that the things that we were doing you know the little conversations we had around um, you know the microaggressions related to you know potentially to racism and these sorts of things that you know that you were able to kind of talk to me about Um, a lot of this yeah. You know, you kind of know that these things are there, but you're, you're not you're not an observer of them. You don't get you're not sighted on these things. And actually, some of the things that you told me, you know, shocked me, actually, um, a lot. Um, and it kind of makes me want to redouble our efforts to kind of make sure we have an organisation that is inclusive and we can be... Uh, you know, a, a, a kind of shining light of 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 what needs to happen to you know to have an organisation where it doesn't matter, you know, where you come from or what culture you are or what gender you are. It doesn't matter. Actually, you just you've got a place where you can be the best that you can be, um, and that that genuinely excites me. And then the other thing that, that 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 we spoke about that I found fascinating was just some of your perspectives, um, uh, you know, around. Um, you know, this kind of relationship, if you like, this kind of difficult historical relationship between, uh, you know, black people, and white people and, and what that means for somebody. <laughs> and colonialization. And colonialization and, <laughs> and, you know, and all of these sorts of yeah. components, which you, again, you know, uh, I, I, know <clears throat> I know some of these things. I've, I've you know, read about these things, I, but it's not until you sit down with somebody and you kind of appreciate uh, the kind of, the, the long historical legacy that we're kind of living through. And some of the conversations we had around kind of American history, um, you know, and sort of post First World War and and almost like the race wars that were happening in the States where those legacies kind of linger on now. You know, these are all things that, you know, was kind of new to me. Um, And you set my homework and actually it's fascinating going away and and reading about about some of those components. So that 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 really has, um, you know, broadened you know, my thinking and broaden my horizons. So thank you for that, Alice. Yeah.
0: And, and I mean, I guess, like, like you said, you know, it's, it's just having that space to to, to discuss, uh, you know, about these things more openly and, um, you know, without judgment, without, you know, sort of trying to blame, you know, blame everyone and everyone else. And uh, and taking that perspective from, you know, from people like myself and also for me um, having that opportunity to educate you and, <laughs> you know, to bring that awareness um, is, uh, it's, it's, it's quite, um, you know, it's quite fulfilling because I think that these things, you know, things around racism and even all the equality and, and and all these issues, they've been going on for such a long time, despite all the efforts that we hear about. And I think what was quite... Uh, clear at the time is that whatever has been happening or whatever we all claim to have been doing just wasn't working or well, it's not working as effectively as it should so you i mean i think you, yourself and you know obviously your your team are coming together and trying to to understand these things and integrate them into you know how what we do on 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 campus and how research actually is not just about producing scientific work, but to also take some of these things, social things, quite seriously, um, because certainly, and, and and enabling people to develop those qualities. So starting from yourself, and hopefully this spreads through across uh, across the organisation. It was exciting for me, of course. I mean, I wasn't sure whether you know I was doing the right thing. I was saying the right things. Um, it was the first time I had a chance to speak to someone higher up in the executive, um, you know, educating you, you know, about my experiences and my views. Um, But I mean, you made it clear, you know, that this was a safe space to talk about anything. and um, And honestly, that will give a much, much better result than when you fear that, you know, maybe I might say something that might Come back and haunt me, or I might lose my job because I said something. So I think you created an, a, a a way for even for for I think other other colleagues on campus to be able to see things differently and to to, to kickstart these conversations and um and you showed a genuine interest actually in tackling these these issues and knowing more about you know all this racism colonialism and um and I have to admit that you know part of i mean i come from a you know british colonized country and i kind of uh you know related that colonial hangover that still hangs over all of us so it's not just you know amongst the white people it's still amongst the black people all the other non you know non white uh, communities so it's still very much affecting people's behaviors and 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 and, and, and thinking and 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 even you know people's confidence Till today despite the fact that we know about these things and so your approach to try and get to know more in order to do something about it that's what I'm looking forward to you know we need to see more of you know what are we going to do about it what are you what are we going to change how are we going to change our behaviours.
1: That conversation we had that day uh, about um, colonialism and the kind of just the lingering legacy um, on culture and behaviours that actually was the thing that shocked me the most, actually. It really rocked me to the core because I just had no concept that those things were so patent, actually. And the legacy was having kind of, even now, such massive impact on people. And, and that's kind of when I realized that you, you spoke then about feeling comfortable to be able to talk about these things. You know, you know the, the term I would use is kind of creating that right space of psychological safety, to be able to do that Um, and actually until we kind of you know create that sense of psychological safety at the right level (laughs) for people to be able to engage in those conversations it's obviously been successful between you and I which is brilliant until that 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 bubble of psychological safety is able to kind of you know move its way through an organization or move its way through you know a country or whatever that looks like I don't think we'll ever kind of get away. We'll ever get away from, from that from that legacy because you know people find it very difficult to talk about these things, and it's ingrained on on all sides of the uh, you know of the equation. And and that that's the one thing that, that has really stood out in my mind, to be honest, Alice. It really it really rocked me that.
0: I think the the the, the, the issues that I think everyone agrees that changing things or getting, you know, moving away from that. It will take time, but it starts somewhere. And it also starts from, you know, that reflection that what we've been doing all along is probably just not being effective and perhaps thinking of different ways, such as, you know, these, you know, kinds of one-to-ones, where we have those honest discussions with the right people in the right positions that can try to drive that change. I think that should be, you know, that will, so that it resonates even more across, across the organization. And because what has been happening for a long time, uh, and I think I, I, I did mention earlier, is the fact that these are things that people talk about amongst themselves. So people that are feeling, or oh, maybe they're feeling a bit marginalized or they feel they're not quite fitting, they'll usually find each other and they talk amongst themselves, but they don't, so nothing happens. So this really opens up the door for that, you know, for that much more knowing, more learning, more, and then of course, with the right people knowing, means that something will be done about it. <laughs> so. Yeah, and at, at,
1: you know, at our at our level, um, you know, that is around the right organisational culture. It's about the right um, the right research culture that we, you know, we've also spoken about this as well, and yes. some of that is some of that is the kind of the form and function, you know, it's the policies that are in place and these sorts of things. But it's also about, you know, the people that are leading, the people that are managing, um, uh, making sure that, you know, that they have the right skills to think about these things, to, you know, have the right conversations. You know, it's well understood, isn't it, that, you know, in senior academic roles uh, across the globe, you know, that women are underrepresented, you know, in, in those very senior roles. But when you start to delve down into kind of BAME representation within science, you know there are very similar sets of challenges at play there, Um, and I think this is something that will absolutely is coming to the fore, has come to the fore, but we need to link this to conversations around research culture, um, and that that we are very actively pursuing, uh, you know, at, at the institute. So you know. The conversations that we've had, uh, not the detail of them, um, you know, I've spoken uh, to our board, you know, Genome Research Limited board about the sorts of things that, that that we've been doing, and you know, all the other kind of activities that that we've been thinking about at the institute, and yeah. you know, to a person, really roundly supportive of the of the sorts of activities that you and I have been have been thinking about, and then kind of going to the next step beyond that um uh because i know i've got a lot out of what what we've been talking about alice and that's the whole point of kind of reverse mentoring. Yeah. <laughs> i hope um, you did <laughs> absolutely so you know 10 out of 10 um but you know uh, at some point and we've already spoken about this is you know what's my role in in sponsoring you um, you know, within the organisation, within my networks, et cetera, et cetera, because that then becomes, you know, a real two-way thing where, you know, I've got a huge amount out of our interactions, Alice, and I think it's only fair that, you know, that, that you benefit from that as well. And I know that you've been to one or two of uh, the meetings that I chair and these sorts of things, and I think in 2021 we'll be doing more of that. Um, I think that yeah, is a, yeah, a very absolutely. important yeah. next step that we need to, we need to carry on with. And then the other thing that um, I think I've, um, I've really gotten something out of, actually, no. I think the organisation has gotten something out of, is, um, is when we've had conversations about new initiatives at the Institute, like our new behavioural competency framework that's been rolled out this year, which yeah. I think is a great yeah. thing. But me having, you know, 15 minutes with you just to get, you know, your perspectives on that. Uh, you know with your your experience and your background and to be able to kind of flavor my thinking on you know the impact of that at an organizational level I think is a you know a great example about how reverse mentoring how the mentor can actually then you know support directly the organization through the person that they're mentoring I think that was also a very powerful thing that uh, that we did as well.
0: Yeah and I think it was I mean I I actually took these things a bit more seriously than I usually do because um as per your request I had to give you feedback on what, yeah. <laughs> what I think about it because previously I would take it half seriously why because maybe I just thought well it 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 feels like everyone else takes it half seriously or not seriously at all anyway um and but by you inviting me to you know to review and to give feedback um, made made me really study these things and, and and have a better understanding and also just that realization that um, perhaps having uh, you know maybe more I think a key thing that I fed back was having a bit more um, inclusive approach in the development of some of these materials so that um, so that they are really the materials are really speaking to the diverse, people that we have on campus, so so that we're not, um, you know, so that we give examples that actually relate to what people, a uh, wider range of people actually experience. So to me, that was probably the most, um, you know, the the, 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 the most uh, important thing was to, 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 to build more on that. But I mean, the rest of it has been such a, I think I, for me, it's been such a, an important exercise. For myself and also even in my position where I'm, you know, I'm I'm, I'm starting up into, you know, in the roles that I, I'm in and working with my team and, you know, having people reporting to me. It's been a very important um, aspect of my professional development as well. So, and I think other people have will see it that way as, you know, there's more of this being rolled out and a lot more feedback being requested and, and, and um, make it make it even better.
1: Uh, it's really positive isn't it Alice actually uh, yeah, yeah, yeah 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 perhaps between us we might start a little movement.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah we should we definitely should I think. Um, and I mean I think we learned a lot right Martin. What are some of the things you that really that you really feel this I really learned this and I really will have sort of like the most memorable out of our, our discussions?
1: Yeah. So there are, there are a few things. I mentioned one of them, which was your, your kind of perspective and the conversation we had around colonialism and, and the kind of resonating impact that, that, really, uh, that really hit me. Um, and then there was a video you sent me that really also, you know, captured my imagination. Um, and this was a, a, a black woman in America uh, in, in the middle of the, uh, the Black Lives Matter riots talking about the riots, talking about the break-in social contract um, and what that means. And, you know, I hadn't really, I hadn't really thought about it in that, in, that, in that way before, actually. So that, that really made some neurons fire in my brain, I have to say. Um, and I did a little bit of reading around that. And, yeah. you know, some of the kind of the, the history associated, uh, associated with that. So that, that really chimed. And I, and I can, you know, uh, and that was interesting because that, 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 all, that also sort of from my lens as a police officer, looking at kind of people rioting and what does that mean, that kind of challenged my, my normal thinking about that, actually. Uh, you know, I think in the middle of, of this just amazing kind of tirade that this woman was giving to the camera, she was talking about this breaking of social contracts. She was talking about, you know, people rioting and people stealing things because they have nothing. You know, they, they it's the only opportunity that they have. Um, and, you know, just thinking about it from that perspective, um, irrespective of whether you individually think that's right or wrong. I think it does challenge your thinking yeah. somewhat. So that that really yeah. kind of. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing that, that really resonated with me are you know, some of the conversations you and I had around, um, you know, microaggressions, it kind of doesn't matter the reasons why the individual is giving those microaggressions. It's, it's the feeling that it has on the recipient. That's the most important thing actually. Um, and that, that really, that really chimed. And when you sent me the video, um, to look over about people, uh, black people's experience in UK academia. I think it was one of the trade unions that had created this video. That that really kind of solidified that that thinking. And actually, I passed passed that video on to to our board of management, which is kind of all of our senior scientists, et cetera, et cetera, for them just to spend a few minutes kind of thinking about that. So um, it's interesting, isn't it? So the conversations that you and I have had have already... You know, had impacts elsewhere within the organization. <laughs> I mean, you might not have even known that, but you know, I think they they have had already some kind of broader type impacts.
0: Yeah. Well, that's that's wonderful, actually. That, in fact, that's what we we're hoping uh, should be happening. Um, and you know, just bringing that you know broader awareness across the different you know groups on on, on campus. And it's even better if. It's at that level because, again, like I said, if the right people know, then the right people, then they will do the right thing and they will try to make the changes that are necessary. You know, I learned be- beyond obviously giving you all the advice, and although as a mentor, um, I also learned a lot. You know, I learned. Um, you, it's like you're running a small country, in my view, <laughs> doing all those things. I mean, dealing with all aspects of you know operations and that kind of stuff. Um, it just seems so you know so massive. Um, but, you know, just thinking even in terms of how it was beneficial to me is, it made me think more ambitiously actually like, how can I rise up, you know, in my career and one day become a chief of an organization? So it makes it reachable, you know. So whereas I might have thought, oh, this could never be something that I could ever do. But it actually made me see this even as a possibility. And I know that, obviously, I'm far much more modest and realistic than that, (laughs) at least currently. Um, But, you know, but most of all, like I felt encouraged that, you know, just having those meetings with you and, and even not just you, but I think I had then I had meetings with other people in, those, in, in, in the higher positions. It made it seem more accessible and it made me feel, you know, I need to, you know, see it as something that I should be working towards as opposed to feeling that, oh, yeah, where I am is, is the end of it. Um, so it's been really, really beneficial in thinking about how to shape my, how to shape my career. I mean, not necessarily in those specific roles, but just thinking that, you know, you can keep improving, you can keep going up, you can get there, but you just need to, you know, I don't know, talk to the right people, get into the right circles, you know, find, find ways that you can, you know, people who can help you to get there. And that's been quite uh, inspirational to me. Um, so, you know, so I think, and, and I thought, well, you know, despite the fact that you, you know, you you're sort of dealing with all this pandemic uh, crisis and all that stuff, you were still, uh, you know, a very approachable person. Um, you know, making making time for regular chats and and, and that kind of stuff. And, uh, and and again, that actually adds to the fact that you know it. it you you were accessible. You were reachable and um that's something that is definitely definitely quite beneficial the more people see this that you know you know people in your positions are actually available are actually reachable um you know it will be beneficial for everyone in the in 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 our teams um so that we're not just stuck in our own circles and (laughs) no i agree entirely
1: and um and again this this speaks volumes of that that concept of psychological safety and having a space where people just feel comfortable to be able to talk about issues actually. So I think um I, I so uh, you know I, I think we should continue this Alice actually because you're a very good mentor and I think we should perhaps set <laughs> <Thank> ourselves <you. laughs> set ourselves some homework for 2021, you know, and I think um you know the homework question in my mind would be um how do we, you know, amplify, uh, you know, what you and I have done over the last few months uh, more broadly a- across the organisation? Um, so I think we should we should set ourselves a piece of homework like that. And we should uh, we should continue in 2021 um, and we should try and and start a little movement at the Sanger Institute. Uh, so, you know, where perhaps reverse mentoring. Uh, and then advocacy and sponsorship, you know, sponsoring, uh, become the kind of norm within the organization. Um, I think that would be uh, a really great thing to do uh, in, in 2021. But what, what what are your thoughts on that?
0: Well, I'm probably still a bit uh, right at the sort of like basic, um, what can I say, appreciation where my message to people is, if you are invited to be a reverse mentor, take it. It is the most rewarding experience personally, and I think I'm still, you know, just excited about being in this in this kind of um, program. And um, and I see so much potential um, beyond this, not just for me, but actually even just for other other people like me, or even other people at the levels that I am. Um, it is a rewarding experience and i would I would really jump on it if if that opportunity does arise so um, so yeah um, I think that's my that 's my take home message and um, do you have anything else to say martin
1: so uh, I would reciprocate with that Alice, and I would give the opposite side of the equation, which is um, if you find someone like Alice who 's willing to uh, reverse mentoring you and you 're willing to Challenge your thinking, then absolutely do it because it'll be a very uh, sometimes difficult and challenging but rewarding experience. Um, that would be uh, my feed forward for for people that were thinking of doing this.
0: Yeah, well, thank you so much, uh, Martin, for for this uh, for this uh, recording, and I'm really really excited. And I can't wait to share this with others. Um, and I hope you enjoyed this as much as I did. I'm really looking forward to continuing to work with you and your team, and of course, you know, just sharing all these experiences with people and making you know the our you know campus and, and working with people more pleasant you know pleasant thing for uh, for the community. Uh, would you like to share with us uh, you know uh, what you know where we can find you or any social media contacts?
1: So my, my principal social media contact is via uh, LinkedIn. So, uh, you know, I do post a lot of materials on, on LinkedIn around um, the activities of the Institute, um, but also some of the initiatives that we have underway that we've kind of been mentioning in our conversations Um, that, you know, a number of those would be on my, uh, on my LinkedIn page. And that's Martin Doherty. If you do that search on, on LinkedIn, you will, you will find me quite, quite easily there.
0: Thank you. For our listeners, thanks for tuning in. Please follow us on Twitter at mentor underscore podcast at mentor underscore podcast. Where we'll let you know when we have new episodes being released. Uh, you can listen to us on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts and any of your favourite podcast um, provider. Uh, you can reach us by email Please send us comments and questions to inquiries at yourdigimentor.net. And as always, information on this episode will be in the description box, including how to connect with our guests and also links to more information and resources. Our goal for this podcast is to be shared as a resource. So please remember to tell people about us. So thanks again and see you in our mid-season episodes coming soon. This episode is also supported by the Wellcome-Sanger Institute. It undertakes large-scale research that forms the foundations of knowledge in biology and medicine. It uses the power of genome sequencing to understand and harness the information in DNA. The Sanger's discoveries are used to improve health and to understand life on Earth.